Hello and welcome to the Two Dudes Football Podcast. I'm your host, Wyatt Fairman, as always, alongside... Ryan Falsiver. Ryan, Ryan, it's 2021, New Year's Day, we made it! Took a long time, and you know what? Hopefully the wait is going to be well worth it, but for now, let's just celebrate New Year, and I hope you enjoyed your New Year, everything as much as I did. Oh, I definitely did. Mine was spent staring at my iPhone on the little clock, the little second counter thing on the iPhone clock. I counted down 10, 9, 8 by myself, but it was still worthwhile. I love New Year's Day, especially this year. A chance to get a fresh start away from 2020 and what a big mess that was. And hopefully this year will be better. There's only one way to find out, though. Now, I know a lot of you guys have really anticipated this episode. We're getting up to, you know, we started out average after two weeks, 10 to 20 listeners, and we're still growing on this podcast. And we want to thank you guys. The two dudes want to thank you all so much for listening. And here we are the last week before the NFL playoffs start, but we can't get into our game picks just yet, Ryan. We got to do a little bit of review and, Let's just say there's a lot to review. Uh, neither one of us did exceptional. No, that's not the word I would use. You see, every week, Ryan and I have game picks, and I tally them up, and I post them on our – or actually, he posts them, but I send the post to Ryan, and they get posted on the Two Dudes Football Instagram. And we kind of exposed ourselves this week. We both went 7-9 and nine for our Week 16 game picks. You know what? I don't even feel bad about it. I made a bold call that the Lions would beat the Buccaneers. I had some fun with it, and you gained no ground in me in the points race. So, as much as I would have loved to do better than seven to nine, if I had to go seven to nine, I think I picked some pretty good circumstances to do it. Yeah, and especially for you, you got your fortieth win of the season to twenty-one losses, while I'm at thirty-three and twenty-eight. So still seven games behind. Doable, but not likely. That's my motto this season. Now, Ryan, are you ready to hop into these game reviews? I think we are. All right. Some things to notice. First off, with the Vikings and Saints. That was Christmas Day, an afternoon game where the Saints rolled over the Vikings 52 to 33, improving to 11 and 4. Now, the Saints, yes, technically they're one game behind the Packers for the one seed, but this is going to be a big mess with trying to get that one seed in the NFC. We'll talk more about that later. What's most notable, Alvin Kamara tied for the most rushing touchdowns in NFL history by a single player, scored six touchdowns. Ryan, six. So what I'm hearing is he had a good game. Yeah, fair, fairly good. No, tie, tied an all-time record. Uh, I was really mad at Sean Payton because if you're watching that game, you knew they gave it to Taysom Hill at the one-yard line. Alvin Kamara should have broken the record. It should be Alvin Kamara's record of seven touchdowns. But I don't think fancy owners are too disappointed. I personally played against Alvin Kamara last week and now I have a very, 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 very slim chance of coming back and beating my opponent this week. So, yeah, I probably lost the fantasy championship thanks to Alvin Kamara. But you know what? The Saints win. They're 11-4. and four. The Vikings, however, knocked themselves out of the playoff picture-ish. 
it's possible but not likely if I'm not mistaken. In fact, it may not even be possible at this point. No, it's not possible. I'm sorry. And uh, yeah, uh, Vikings, good-ish season. We'll get more on what we do with the teams that are eliminated a little bit later in the episode. Uh, my favorite pick so far in this next game, the Buccaneers versus the Lions. Ryan, uh, what happened, buddy? Um, the thing that everyone knew is probably going to happen, and the reason I picked the Lions, because I thought, you know what? No one in their right mind is going to pick the Lions. Who's dumb enough to do that? And then I realized that the answer was me. I was dumb enough to do that. And the Lions looked at me and they said, yeah, dumb was the key word on that one. To describe that game as a massacre is an insult to massacres. Just a plane beating up of a pathetic Lions team that has been going nowhere and continues to go nowhere. Buccaneers get a huge hit, or in the positive way, I should say. You know, they have a huge win, big confidence booster. Brady has one heck of a game. I believe he didn't play the full game. I think they sat him for part of that game, if I'm not mistaken. It was just a walkover. Just the same old Lions team, and, you know, nothing's going to change there anytime soon. Please free Matt Stafford. He, he really deserves better than this. And for the Buccaneers, they just hope that this is a sign of things to come. Absolutely, they do. One week after Tom Brady's old team, the Patriots, get eliminated from playoff contention, his current team, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, clinch a playoff spot and clinch the number five seed for the first time since 2007. Only Tom Brady can take a team like the Buccaneers to the playoffs with apparently good wildcard seeding. They'll have an away game that first week, but you never know what can happen down the road. I look forward to this team, Ryan. I think they're a threat, and I think Tom Brady being the quarterback in charge, they're, they're a scary Buccaneers team. We're going to see what happens. And by the way, uh, for perspective, the final score of that game was Tom Brady 47, Detroit 7. So, yeah, calling it a massacre is truly an insult to all massacres. Uh Lions fans, take solace in knowing that Matt Stafford got injured in the first quarter because he might have actually scored two touchdowns instead of one if he stayed healthy. All right, 49ers versus Cardinals. Ryan, we had a little bit back and forth on this one, but the 49ers pulled ahead of the Cardinals by eight points, and now the Cardinals are not in a great position, to say the least. What do you think? I think the fact that the Bears might make the playoffs is sad. Cardinals, let's be honest, they missed out on a great chance here. The playoffs for a team that hasn't really had any success in a while were right there in front of them. All they had to do was beat up a team that I'm pretty sure is full of people from like the hospital and nursing homes, and they didn't do it. I mean, we started this season with conversations about Kyler Murray as the MVP and you know what this team can do in their ceiling. It's apparently not as high as we thought it was. It's the same old Arizona team. They're not good enough. Is it an issue with Kling, uh, Kingsbury? Is it an issue with, you know, Murray himself? Like, how do you go forward from this? Because it's been a bit of a collapse. Like, let's be real. They collapsed a little this season. Playoffs should have been theirs. This game should have been the game. That really put them in over the top. And now it's not. Good for the Niners, I guess. You know, fun win for you guys. But. 
Cardinals. You had to win this game and you didn't. Disappointing. Yeah, and the Cardinals just make up one-eighth of the teams left that have a win and an opportunity, meaning in Week 17, if they win their game, they're in the playoffs. The Cardinals, if they win their game next week against the Rams, they're in the playoffs. That's just something to consider as they decline to an 8-7 and seven record and give positioning to the Bears above the Cardinals, as you mentioned earlier. Dolphins and Raiders, this was a crazy, crazy, crazy game. One for all time. Ryan Fitzmagic, you did it again. The Dolphins pull ahead of the Raiders 26-25 to and one of the greatest passes we've ever seen happened in this game. Ryan, do you know what I'm talking about? That I do. Do you want to describe what happened to them or shall I? I'll let you, because after that, I've got a question for you. So, we know Patrick Mahomes can throw no-look passes easy. He invented the no-look pass, quite frankly. But in this game, the Oakland Raiders, not, not Oakland, Las Vegas, correction, it is Las Vegas Raiders now. They got a lead at like 30-something seconds left. And it was a two-point lead. The Dolphins needed a miracle to storm back. Well, Ryan Fitzpatrick throws towards the sideline, and it's a completed catch for like 40 yards plus a penalty. What was that penalty, you ask? Well, he was face masked for the entirety of the throw, didn't see where he was throwing as he was being tackled to the ground. So that throw really looked more like a Hail Mary type throw to a sideline, was caught by his tight end as he falls out of bounds. A crazy completion setting up the game-winning field goal by Sanders 44 yard field goal with one second left and the Dolphins stay alive in their playoff hopes Ryan your question maybe this is a bit of an overreaction and I get that he's a rookie but this is not the first time Tua has been benched because he's played very badly are we at the point where we need to consider him the fourth best quarterback in the draft right now Because, I mean, Burrow and Herbert are one and two. You can order them how you want to. I think either ordering is totally fair. Hertz has played, like, three. Is Tua the fourth best quarterback right now? Like, where where has this gone wrong? Why is this not working the way that the other quarterbacks who have gotten a chance to start have worked? I had uh, Tua as the fourth best quarterback in the draft when he was drafted, but that's just me. Really? I did. I liked Herbert better, and I was huge, huge on Jalen Hurts, bragging about him to all my buddies. But the podcast wasn't around back then, so there's no proof of that. But, yeah, I say you have to put him fourth at most. I don't see how he's better than Herbert Burrow, even though he's injured, and uh, obviously Jalen Hurts. uh, Wait, Hurts Burrow and Herbert. There we go. Sorry. The names are a little bit confusing. But I'm getting there. It's been a long day. I think we have to, Ryan. And, I mean, that, like, I think he can definitely be the guy. But, you know, you can't be looking at when the games are on the line, the guy you spent a top five pick on, you can't be benching him in the middle of a tight playoff race. Like, that doesn't work. And I mean, there's another first-round pick quarterback we're going to have to talk about, and we will get to him when we hit their, his team's game. But, you know, like, 
how much concern is there about Tuba right now? There's a lot, but I guarantee you all doubts will be put aside this week. He'll either be confirmed or denied when he plays the Bills. The Week 17, a must-win for the Dolphins. So we'll get to that when we get there. Now, this is a little bit of a tricky game for me. Falcons versus Chiefs. The Chiefs clinch a first-round bye by defeating the Atlanta Falcons 17-14. to And quite frankly, we did not deserve to win that game. We just did. And I'm not feeling great about it, but we are 14-1 and with a first-round bye, and uh, we control our own destiny as far as home field advantage. We just got to keep winning, and we'll keep getting it at home. Very low-scoring game. That's, that's the surprising part out of all of it. It was a very low-scoring game. Yeah, it was kind of hard to watch. Like, you kept on expecting something to happen because this is a Chiefs team that something explosive always happens, and then it just doesn't. So, a little bit shocked to see the score that it was, a, l- a little bit shocked to watching the game myself, but it is what it is, and it is a win. Falcons tried their absolute hardest. They are a dangerous team. They're very stingy. I say that a lot, but they're stingy. Uh, Colts versus Steelers. Here to shock the world, come back the Pittsburgh Steelers after losing three straight games, and now they play the Colts and beat them 28-24. to Ryan, are you excited? Not, not just that they beat them. They beat them after being down 24-7. to That's a good point. I mean, two different teams, and if it's to believe... If it's to be believed, the reports that were out there, the Colts were calling out the plays in the first half. They were calling out Randy Fincher's plays. So Big Ben took control of play calling, and all of a sudden they won. Fire Randy Fincher, please. Just get rid of him. This team's offense is the only thing that's holding them back. Let's be clear. They've got some defensive injuries. Their defense is great. But their offense is atrocious with Fincher. It's just not working, and we may have gotten a glimpse of what this team can do. Without it, they lock up the division, which is a huge step for them. It really gives them, you know, having that top four seed home playoff game is going to be nice. And frankly, it just got momentum going. Yeah, lover love her Roethlisberger, but there's no denying the academia of him. I mean, he is intelligent at the quarterback position, and he reminds me of Peyton Manning. Whenever you were in a position where the quarterback had to make the plays, he can make the plays, and he did that for – basically three-quarters of the game, and led them to a massive comeback. Yeah, and all of a sudden now they've got, you know, the ability to rest their players against Cleveland, which is going to be nice. And we'll, Sure, we'll get to that a little bit later. But, like, they've put themselves in such a good position here. And Again, the guys in the locker room got to be feeling a lot better for themselves right now. They have to. Indeed, they do have to, but we do have to move on as well if we want to have time to get to our next game picks. Uh, Bears versus Jaguars. Bears blow out the Jaguars as the Jaguars clinch the number one overall pick, even though they they did clinch it last week. But still, it is what it is. It's a win for the Bears who improved to 8-7, and and the Bears are the Cardinals' biggest nightmares right now. Uh, The Bengals versus Texans. Again, to shock the world, the Cincinnati Bengals and Ryan Finley win two straights after knocking off the Texans. Get this. The Bengals, without Joe Burrow, have a better record than the Texans, Ryan. Well, they had Joe Burrow for like half their wins, if that counts. Yeah, but I mean, still, you expect them to fall apart. 
I'm so glad that the Bengals are winning games because they're just ruining their, their draft stock. I'm not going to complain about that. Yeah, but you can pretty much get a good offensive lineman anywhere in the first round, so I'm not too concerned with what they're doing. Uh, but moving on... You, still, go ahead. you assume they're smart enough to draft an offensive lineman, and I would not make that assumption. Uh, they should be smart enough. They're an NFL team, they should be, but you're right. I shouldn't make the assumption. I'm just going to anyways. Uh, the Giants fall to the Ravens, while the Ravens now put themselves in the playoff picture with a 10-5 and record. Ravens, another one of those teams that win in their end, as well as the Chicago Bears previously mentioned. Now, the Ravens, if they win this weekend, they're in the playoffs, and all of a sudden, it's Lamar Jackson's team, and it's back. You know, last year, they lose to the Titans in the first round, and that shocks everybody. Is this a little bit of an angry, maybe a vengeful Ravens team we're seeing? It's got to be. You go in, you know, like Super Bowl or bust is the expectation. And they busted hard. If they're not angry and, you know, they struggle in the season, they're doubting, everyone's, you know, back to criticizing Lamar. There's fuel of the fire here. I've said it before. This Ravens team is one of the most dangerous, especially now that they're a little bit further down the standings. This team is everything you need in a dark horse Super Bowl contender. And the fact that they've got it together is great as a football fan, but as a fan of the Steelers, not so great. But this team really has it all. They can just put it together. Oh, and I would like to remind our listeners that the scenario I mentioned a couple weeks ago where the Ravens and Titans could play each other in the first round of the playoffs looks like it could very well come to pass. I'm just saying. Maybe they'll get to slay their demons. Or maybe Derrick Henry will remind them that they need to be afraid. Who knows? The next game to talk Hopefully about... Hopefully we will too. Ryan, no, last week I opened up the uh, podcast interrupting you with a big announcement of the Jets winning. And now it's like that wins yesterday's news because here they go and they knock off another playoff competitor team, the Browns. The Jets beat the Browns. Yeah, say what you want about the Browns not having the receivers, but they beat the Browns. Do you know how much joy this brings me? As a Steelers fan, I can imagine. It brings me so much joy. Good job, Adam Gase. You have officially ruined the Jets' season in more ways than one. We're proud of you. I'm proud of him, and I hope he gets fired immediately. He won't, but I hope he Brown, does. I don't know what to tell you guys. You could very well miss the playoffs. The Browns could miss the playoffs by losing to the Jets and Mason Rudolph in consecutive weeks. That's all I'm saying. And what would be a more Browns thing to do than that? Are you sure it's Mason Rudolph or is Josh Dobbs yeah. your backup? It, it is Mason. That they confirm Mason Rudolph will be getting the start. Awesome. Good for them. And may I remind you that the Steelers have the tiebreaker over the Titans. So as far as positioning goes, the least they can do is be third at this point. So just keep that in mind. Um, yeah, the Jets beat the Browns. They're 2-13. and 13. That's two straight wins. It's worth mentioning that because of COVID protocol, the Browns lost all their receivers. It's a very tough thing to get through, but Baker Mayfield took all the blame 
and maybe he's being a little hard on himself, but it is Baker's team. So I want to see some fight out of this Browns team in Week 17. They have to. They want to make playoffs. They're another win-and-end team. So moving on, Panthers travel to the Washington football team and get the dub. Ryan, this NFC East, are they back to their old ways of sucking? There's a new team. It seems like Washington faded, and they got replaced a little bit by the Cowboys. Hard to really hold Washington to it. Their quarterback situation has been nothing short of atrocious. Uh, Dwayne Haskins is gone. Cut. Lamo Removed. They, you know, he is bad. Like, he is bad. And, you know... You can't win with a bad quarterback. Mm-hmm. I think you got Alex Smith in. You know they're playing a pretty battered Eagles team. They're going to be missing a lot of their pieces. I'm still thinking that this is Washington's division. You know, like I just I don't know how they lose to the Eagles here. Definitely worrying going into the playoffs. Maybe not as much of a dark horse as they were, say a few weeks back. But I'm still not seeing the division going to anything but Washington. Well, no argument there. That could very well happen, but we got to move on. Uh, the Broncos and Chargers played each other. That, in my opinion, opinion was just a game. 19-16 uh, to 16 Chargers beat the Broncos in L.A. Justin Herbert, 28 touchdown passes this season, which is an NFL rookie record. So good for Justin Herbert. Uh, anything to comment on that, Ryan? Not really. Again, you're right. It's a game. Teams played football. That's it. <laughs> Yeah, teams played football, and in another one of those situations, the Cowboys beat the Eagles 37-17, to which officially eliminates the Eagles and puts the Cowboys one game behind the Washington football team. Now, that's very good for the Cowboys, yeah. They caught fire. And I mean, listen, schedule's, you know, easy. Sure, we all know that. But in this division, you take what you get. Dalton has honestly really impressed me these last couple of weeks. Uh, I think the Dante Maddox, I think his name is for the Eagles needs to be cut immediately. He was atrocious. Like every time you saw him, he got burned. I mean, a huge game for the Cowboys offense. The defense did their part after getting burned twice. Like they got again, like two quick touchdowns. And then Sean Lee talks to the defense. Nothing. Ice cold rest game. Three points they give up. That's what you need. So you know what? They've got a shot to do. They they just need Washington to lose. I see them winning their game. I just don't know if Washington loses theirs. But there are definitely a few positive signs here. There are if you're a Cowboys fan. Um, maybe a little bit more of a not boring game, but really more like a who cares type game. The Seahawks beat the Rams in Sunday night football. And sorry, that wasn't Sunday Night Football, but uh, it was still an important game. It was Seahawks improving to eleven and four and putting themselves in contention for the number one seed and first round by. A uh, couple things had to happen for them to get that. It's not necessarily set in stone. Uh, right now, the Packers own that. We'll get to, pa- to the Packers next, but the Rams nine and six and still with a chance to miss the playoffs. Uh, a slim chance, but a chance nonetheless. Anything to comment on that, Ryan? Not really. 
If Rams miss, it's disastrous. Blow it up if they miss, seriously. Hate to agree with you there, but I do. Uh, this one shocked me. Titans and Packers, and the Packers just destroyed the Titans. I mean, it wasn't even close. Devontae Adams alone beat the Titans with 11 receptions, 142 yards, and three touchdowns. He'll be one of this week's focus features, by the way, if you follow the Two Dudes Instagram. Anyways, the Titans drop 40-14 to to the Packers, who, if they get one more win, they clinch that first round by. What a showing by the Packers, man. You know, I'm not ruling this Titans team out for anything yet. I think this, you know, could be a wake-up game for them, whatever. Man, this Packers team is very like last year they weren't they weren't that good of a team like they did well but like you could see the cracks the whole way i'm not seeing too many cracks this year this packers team could be legitimate they're a very big threat they're very scary and they're trying to prove themselves to not be that packers team of teams past and they have a very good chance to make that statement this year And finally, the Bills versus the Patriots. The Bills destroy Bill Belichick's Patriots. And a video surfaced of Bill slamming, uh, I believe it was a headset against uh, just some sort of equipment. I think it was a phone. Yeah. And a lot of people made memes about it. Poor Bill Belichick did not make the playoffs this year. I can't say I'm complaining too much, but that's just me because I don't particularly like the Patriots. Um, I don't dislike them, maybe a little bit. But still, it is what it is, and Bill Belichick threw a fit. And the Bills are 12-3, and three, not with a chance to get the first round by, but definitely number two seed and great positioning as far as wild cards are concerned. Anything else to mention, Ryan? Uh, nope, Cam Newton's not the answer. Cam Newton's not the answer, and in the world of Patriots fans, their statement, we've been new. All right, Ryan. Well, that was it. That was our week 16 game reviews. But there's something I want to talk about before we go into week 17. And actually, a couple things to talk about, if you don't mind. I'm pretty sure that these are the things you you wouldn't tell me beforehand. So I'm ready to hear them. All right. Uh, Number one, college football. I did tell you a little bit about this. In the world of college football, it's bowl season. And today, being New Year's Day, you got the New Year's six bowls. Some of the best bowls in the world being played today. And we have some scores for you. In the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl, Georgia defeated Cincinnati in a great comeback by Georgia, 24-21. to In the Vrbo Citrus Bowl, Northwestern defeated Auburn, 35-19. to In the uh, Rose Bowl game, which this was played in Texas for the first time and like, I don't remember how long that m- might be ever, but the Rose Bowl was played in Texas, and Alabama pretty handily destroyed Notre Dame. Uh, nothing too shocking there. We all saw that from a mile away. And Notre Dame, I still believe Notre Dame didn't deserve to be in the playoffs, but it is what it is. Should have been Texas A&M. Alabama would have defeated them nonetheless, but it would have been a little harder. Um, it is what it is. Alabama goes to the championship game. And Ryan, as we are talking – Clemson and Ohio State are playing each other. The current score is Clemson 7, Ohio State Buckeyes 
zip with 10 minutes of some change left in the first. We'll be giving you updates about that as we go because we are coming to you live from the college football playoffs, not in the All-State Sugar Bowl, but from our own homes, and we are going to keep you guys posted. Uh, anything you care to comment on, Ryan? As a person who's not huge on college football, and I like to restate that because like, I know the NFL pretty well. If you listen to the hockey podcast, I know hockey really well. I don't know the college football scheme well. Who names the Bulls? Because they need to be fired. What <laughs> terrible, terrible names. I get like their sponsors and whatever. Do a better job than that, guys. Come on. Honestly, guys, I think we just ignore him. He's being a little bit too Canadian right now for my taste. I love the Peach Bowl personal, personally. I, I love hey, the Peach yeah, Bowl. It's my Peach favorite. Bowl, Peach Bowl's name's not that bad, but the rest of them. Like, even like Citrus. Yeah, like, what? The Citrus Bowl? Like, that's not a cool name. They know it's not a No one thinks that's a cool name. Do better. I'm fairly certain there's an Orange Bowl, too. I wonder if there's a Apple Bowl. No, there's probably – in a few years, it could be the Apple Orange Bowl, like Apple being the sponsor. I could see that being a possibility. Oh, no. Apple, The Apple Bowl could actually be a thing then. Oh, no. Well, no, it's like the Sugar Bowl, Peach Bowl, Citrus Bowl, Fiesta Bowl. There, there's a few other, like, bowl names, but there's a sponsor that goes before it. So it's the All-State Sugar Bowl that's being played right now. It's the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl. It's the Verbo Citrus Bowl. It's the, and then there's just the Rose Bowl presented by Capital One. So it is what it is. Uh, could we see the Apple Citrus Bowl? I sure hope so. That would just be funny. Um, but moving on from the world of college football, guys, Ryan and I, we had a heart-to-heart. We made a decision about what we were going to do about all these teams that are quite frankly so embarrassing, I don't know why they're allowed to play professional football. And we came to a decision, did we not, Ryan? We have indeed come to a decision, although I don't know if I'd have phrased it as harshly as you, but we did come to a decision. Well, I'm just giving them a little taste of what's to come. You know me. That's true. You do like to uh, preview. As you know, Ryan and I made a bet about the Jets, and I think we have decided that nothing is going to come of the bet, really, as much as we decided what's going to come to all the other teams that, as I previously mentioned, don't deserve to play football. Uh, As teams get eliminated, whether they're already eliminated or whether they're going to be eliminated, we will have 30 seconds to a minute, maybe over, just roasting them. And the teams we divided up amongst ourselves. I don't remember if Ryan and I decided on if we're going to do NFC, AFC. Like one of us have AFC, one of us have NFC teams. But we no, are. Yeah, no. We did decide that our two favorite teams, mine are the Chiefs and Titans, his are the Steelers and Cowboys. We have to roast them ourselves when and if they get eliminated. So. Right after having to endure a heartbreaking loss of some sort, because all of them have put themselves in position to make a postseason run, we have to roast. Dallas, Dallas is a bit of a weird. Dallas is like half there. They count. They're in the running. They count. For how long? Let's find out. Well, 
the first episode of roasting teams because we have to roast 31 teams, not the Super Bowl champion because they win it all, and that just be, you know, kind of hypocritical on our part. But yeah, yeah. But we have 31 teams to roast. And we're going to do this in a two-separate episode week next week. You get the week 17 review and an entire episode following that dedicated to roasting your favorite NFL teams. Brought to you by the Two Dudes Football Program. And Ryan, I cannot wait. I'm excited for it. I cannot wait to make people cry. I am often described as a man full of hatred and effective use of words. And I can't wait to put it to use on some of these teams because, my goodness, do they deserve it. I cannot wait. And I hope my laughter doesn't, like, interrupt the audio next week. So that's going to be something to consider. But nonetheless, we do have to have a Week 17 to review. And so we need to make some predictions, Ryan. It's time for this week's Game Picks. Are you ready? Ready as I'll ever be. Ready as he'll ever be. Well, first things first, we have the Cowboys and the Giants. I'm taking Dallas. They've been hot lately, and I'm not really sold in that Giants program, although they did take steps. For what it's worth, the Giants still have a 22% chance to make the playoffs, just so you know. Long shot, yes, but it's the winner of the Cowboys-Giants game if Washington loses that makes the playoffs. So just kind of an interesting opinion for your thought there. Which is, Do you know which game plays first, by the way? Like schedule-wise? Do what? Do you know which team plays first, like schedule-wise? I can find out real quick. Uh, okay, it'll be Cowboys and Giants. So they'll be watching the Sunday night football game between the football team and Eagles. Okay. Which so, I, mean, the game, yeah. I, I prefer that because that means that both games have to matter. That's, I like that. That's good. Yeah, absolutely they do. And it'll be interesting to watch nonetheless. You take the Cowboys, and I'm with you. Both of us take the Cowboys versus the Giants. And it hurts my heart because I don't mind the Giants. They own the tiebreaker against the Cowboys, but it is what it is, and the Cowboys are hot. I got to go with the better hand. Uh, The Chargers versus the Chiefs. Don't be fooled by this. Basically, the entire Chiefs team is resting. I personally have the Chargers. I'm sticking with Chiefs. Wow. I, I don't know. I just have a feeling that the Chiefs team is still going to pull it off. Chargers don't really gain anything by winning at this stage. I just feel like Chiefs are going to win a really ugly game. Much like last week, possibly. Uh, yeah. Steel- Steelers versus Browns. Browns. And I said, I'm paying them for two reasons. One, I said that I wouldn't pick the Steelers for the rest of the regular season, and I will not go back on my word. And secondly, Mason Rudolph is the starting quarterback. That's all I need to say. (laughs) I agree with you there, actually. I have the Browns. Uh, Falcons versus Buccaneers. I'm I'm taking Falcons. You sure? I made a bold pick last week. This one's also bold but more realistic, and if maybe I just hate the Buccaneers and don't realize it, but I'm going with Falcons. They gave they held the Chiefs to a three-point game that should have gone to overtime because one of the best kickers in the league happened to miss. I'm taking the Falcons. 
All right. I'm taking the Buccaneers, and I'm taking my free win there. Thank you. Um, the Jets versus the Patriots. Now, this is interesting. A few weeks ago, if you recall, I was saying how the Jets weren't going to get a win, and now they have the possibility to get three. And I'm eating my words more than ever. But I think this is an opportunity for me to have a change in heart, Ryan. I really do. Are you ready for this? I think I know where you're going. The New York Jets are beating the New England Patriots. The 2-13 Jets improved to 3-13 after starting their season 0-13. And And the Patriots decline to 6-10 to end their season. I'm excited about this pick. Well, when we made our bet, I claimed the game that the Jets would win would be the Patriots. I'd be a fool not to pick the Jets. I don't want to go back on my word, you know? So yeah, I'm agreeing with you. I'm taking the Jets because I wanna I wanna be true to my word. Who and if our prediction comes to pass, it'll be the first road win versus New England since 2008 for the Jets. Who would have thought we'd both pick the Jets to win a football game? Not me, especially three weeks ago. Especially three weeks ago. All right, Vikings versus Lions. Ooh. I'm taking uh, Vikings. This Lions team is just kind of dead. They they could squeak out a pity win here to end the year, but I don't think they will. I'm so tempted to pick the Lions. I mean, I am so tempted to pick the Lions. And are you going to give in to your temptation? Nope. Vikings win. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sorry. Fair. Can't do it. Can't do it, Lions. That's this. That's uh, two out of the past three weeks. I've been so close to picking you. The words basically came out of my mouth, and I just could not come. I just couldn't go through with it. Sorry, Lions fans. I love you. Uh, I wish nothing but the best for you, and I hope you win. But I got the Vikings. All right. Now we're getting into the more important games as far as the win and end teams are concerned. The Ravens at Cincinnati. Man, how do you how do you not take the Ravens here? I don't know. You'd kind of be a fool not to, in all honesty. Although, to be fair, Bengals did beat the Steelers, but uh, I don't think the Ryan Finley magic continues here. Yeah, I hate to agree to here, but Ravens scare the rest of the teams in the playoffs, and they make the playoffs by beating the Bengals. Uh, Dolphins versus Bills. This is at Buffalo. Fun fact for you, Buffalo got permission to have some fans for their playoff games, which means Bills Mafia is going to be in Buffalo for the playoffs. Congratulations to them. They will at least host one uh, playoff game, so good for them. You good, Ryan? I'm going to go with the Bills. They've just proved themselves to be an upper echelon of team, so I got to go with them. I think if you're the Bills and you're in a position where you can, yes, kind of, rest your starters. Compared to the Dolphins, all pressure is on them to win this game or you're probably going home. I got to pick the Dolphins. Yeah, but there's no Fitzpatrick. Tua has no safety net, and he hasn't exactly painted himself as Mr. Clutch this season. 
well, this is his chance to improve from four to three, even though I still think he's the fourth best uh, quarterback in the in last year's draft. But it is what it is. Um, I, I think it's two a time, and I hope he takes advantage of it. Uh, Titans at Texans. I, a little bit of me wants to go Texans, but I'm going to go Titans. Yeah. Uh, Titans got mauled by the Packers last week, but they're still such a better team than the Texans that I think it'd be silly not to pick them at this point. Uh, Packers versus Bears. Don't be fooled. So I think I know what team you're picking if you're, going, if you're opening with that. Well, go ahead and say your pick, and then I shall make mine. I'm sticking with Packers. I know you're probably about to pick the Bears, but I'm staying with Packers. Nope, both Packers. But I think it'll be closer than normal. I can see that. Uh, Seahawks at 49ers. I'm taking Seahawks, although Niners are tempting. Uh, Yeah, Seahawks. I mean, they're just too good a team, you know? Um, Cardinals at Rams. This has very important playoff implications. How about this? The winner of this game goes to the playoffs. Plain and simple. Win the game and you're in the playoffs. It's Cardinals traveling to SoFi Stadium to play the Rams. And I really, um, it's a coin toss for me, Ryan. What do you think? Well... There's no Jared Goff. He's injured. He's not playing. And I think the Rams will win anyway. Have you seen their backup quarterback? Uh, I haven't seen much of them, but they're interested in him. Like, yeah, it was in the XFL. So there's, he did decently enough there to get himself back in the league. We're going to have to just kind of wait and see what he can do. Because, I mean, no one really knows right now. Yeah, I'm trying to find his name right now as we're talking, but I want to pick the Rams. I really want to pick the Rams, but I just can't trust him. I got to pick the Cardinals just by, you know, logic. But I think the Rams are still a better team, if that makes any sort of sense. It does. Okay, good, good. Because I actually like the Rams a little bit. You know, as a Chiefs fan, you'd think I'd be a little salty because of that crazy Monday Night Football showdown versus the Chiefs two seasons ago. But I'm really not too salty. That was just a great game, if you recall. Uh, probably one of the greatest in Monday Night Football history. Oh, yeah. Um, the Cardinals versus Rams. Ryan has the Rams. I got the Cardinals. Next matchup, Jaguars versus Colts. Colts. Yeah, Colts. Uh, super, super easy pick here. Uh, but keep in mind, the Colts are the only team in the AFC that need a little bit of help to get into the playoffs. They need to have either the Ravens or Dolphins or Titans or uh, is there another team that also could lose and them win for them to get in? Um, not that I'm aware of. Well, regardless, the Colts need a little help to get into the playoffs. Not a lot, but still a little bit. They're, they're the only team that needs it compared to the rest are winning their end. Yeah. Uh, and another game that doesn't really matter, the Raiders are playing the Broncos. Who do you have in this one? 
Who man, you really just picked up the most nothing game that you could have ever found, really. Um I'll give it to the Raiders. You sure? Yeah, I think so. I got the Broncos. Not a bad pick either. Again, I feel like you could kind of go either way here. I just feel like a healthy Broncos team ready to start anew. I don't think they want to be worse than the Raiders, and I think they want to prove they're still competitive because the Raiders are out of the playoff contention. They are out. They are not making it. So as a Chiefs fan, I'm happy about that. But as a NFL fan, I want to see competition. And I think this is Denver's moment to step up and be the competition that the Raiders need. And I think they get it done. And I think the Broncos improve to six and 10. Uh, the Saints at Panthers. Ryan, your thoughts? Saints. I think it could be a very good game, but it's got, you got to pick Saints in this one. You don't have to. I guess you don't have to do anything, but. You don't have to pick the Saints in this situation. Does that mean you're not picking the Saints? It's a possibility. A very distinct possibility, some would say. I am picking the Saints. Yeah, I got to pick the Saints. I, I just can't do it. I can't pick against them, you know? They're, on paper, probably one of the most rounded teams in the league. Yeah, and they're playing like it right now, at least. Um, last game to review, Washington versus Philadelphia. I got Washington. Unfortunately for me, I got Washington. I actually do have the Eagles. Man, I, I will gladly take the L on this one. I will gladly let you get that point. I think the Eagles are going to give their playoff spot to either the Cowboys or the Giants. Now, keep in mind, this is the only possible situation. Okay, you know what, Ryan? How's this for a bold take? You ready for this? All right. The only way that Washington can lose and still make the playoffs is if the Giants and Cowboys tie. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Don't you do this. The only way the NFC East could possibly be settled is if Washington loses after the Cowboys and Giants tie. Is this is this really the hill you're going to die on, really? I think it is. Oh, my. I'm just saying it's a possibility. I'm not making that prediction, but I do think the Washington football team is going to lose, and I think it is the Cowboys who take the division. As much as it hurts me to say, I like the football team. I'm a huge Alex Smith fan. I like their team, generally speaking. I like Ron Rivera. And not to mention the Eagles have never done good against Ron Rivera. Everything in statistics is showing me to take the football team right now, but I just can't do it. I just can't do it, nor do I think it will happen. I got the Eagles winning this Sunday night football matchup. Here's hoping you're right. Here is hoping I'm right. Uh, let me count something up real quick. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. 
Oh, I messed up. I think. I didn't mess up too bad. Okay. One, two, three, four, five, six. Six matchups we disagree on, Ryan. It's going to be a big week. Six. It's It'll probably decide the rest of the season because if, by the grace of God, I get all six, I'm right back in contention, but not likely. Yeah, all six I'm not too, too optimistic on, but you never know. It could happen. Could happen. I don't know. I feel like it's about to slap me in the face, you know? I hope you only get one, and I hope it's Philadelphia. (laughs) That's funny. But, you know, that probably is what's going to happen. So, it is what it is. And with that, I believe we have wrapped up our picks for next week. Pretty much, Ryan. I mean, there's not too, too much else to talk about. Uh, I'm just excited for where we're going, you know? We got playoffs. We got roasts. It's the perfect world. Now, we got one more thing to talk about that, Ryan, I've not told you about. Oh boy, I I got I got no guess. I've got no witty commentary. I'm just ready to hear what this is. But before we get into that, another update from the world of college football: Clemson and Ohio State are tied at 14 apiece late in the first quarter of play. It's looking like a very good matchup for anyone who wants to tune in. I imagine this will be a very interesting game. I have Clemson playing Alabama once again in the national championship. For like the fiftieth time, but I'm not going to be too too disappointed either way. I'm not. I don't care too much for either team. I guess I like Clemson a little more. I have Clemson winning the whole thing personally, but we'll see what happens. I look forward to just being entertained. But Ryan, about what I was going to tell you, are you ready for this? Buckle up. This is about to get a little dicey. I'm ready. The holidays, Thanksgiving. Christmas. It's a time for laughing, for sharing, and yes, we may have done it a little differently this year, but if you're like me, you still found ways to gather with your family, whether safely in person or virtually. It's the holidays you do for family, and this year, my family got into an argument. Do you know what it was? Man, I I have no idea where you're taking this. I've got nothing. I I do not know what this argument was about. This argument is about DK Metcalf. I gotta know, is DK Metcalf a top five receiver in the league? That's an interesting question. Uh, has he, The question, I think, when you talk about what is top five, has he done it long enough? Because your top three are probably Julio, Hopkins, and Devontae Adams. You can kind of choose whatever order you want to go, but those are probably three of the guys you're going to take. Then you go, okay, who else would you put up there? Stefan Diggs has had probably about as good of a season as uh, Metcalf has as the number one guy, which is a tougher thing to do. Although you could argue, I don't know who would lock it or Metcalf if they'd be number one. I mean, if he is, he's fringe five, but I I think it's too early to say he's top five, to be honest with you. Yeah, I I have to agree. I really do. Uh, I told my cousin I top ten. Now, you can laugh at the order of this. Um, 
I did walk back what I said earlier a little bit uh, and replace Odell Beckham Jr. with Keenan Allen. But my uh, okay, I'm not going to embarrass myself with the six through ten. I'll just say my top five because I know people will try and roast me if I do all ten. So my top five in no particular order were DeAndre Hopkins, Julio, Devontae Adams, Stephon Diggs, and Tyreek Hill. And I will say, for those who think I'm biased, Tyreek Hill was five. Tyreek Hill definitely deserves to be in that conversation, if not on the list. Like, no biases. He is a freakish human being with his athlete athleticism and his speed. It's just ridiculous. But yes, such was the holidays. Things are great until you start arguing about football. But I think, Ryan, you were the tie-breaking opinion. I was of the opinion that DK Metcalf is also not a top five receiver. I didn't even have him in my top ten. And honestly, I stand by that statement. I could see him being a top ten receiver. I think he's in the conversation for that, but I don't think he's in the conversation for top five. And I, I think I'd put him top ten. I think I'd put him top ten. Okay, okay yeah. Top five. I I just can't. Yeah, there's too many good receivers to put him top five. I can see him in the conversation for top ten. He's not in my personal top ten, but he is in yours. Um, I'm not too upset about that, though. The case has been settled. Uh, my family's debate has been settled. Thank you so much, Ryan. We appreciate you. I'm glad I could be the deciding vote. Moving on, however, we close out pretty much every week with shout-outs. And though normally by this week it's supposed to be one or the other giving shout-outs instead of both of us. It is Ryan's week, but I have a shout-out of my own. I have to say that's near and dear to my heart. So, Ryan, go ahead and say yours, if you don't mind. I'm going to give my shout-out to a bit of an unpopular fellow. I'm going to give my shout-out to 2020. Listen, a lot of the time, it wasn't great. Some would say it was a tire fire. But if nothing else... It showed us so much of what we took for granted. It brought us great things like this very podcast. And it was a year of growth. So no one else wants to say it. I wish the year had gone differently. We all do. I could have backed in so many other shows in theater if this hadn't happened. But it did. And I'd like to think we're all better people and we've grown more for it. So 2020, I hate you but in the most respectful way possible. 2020, I just hate you generally. No respect given whatsoever. I like the opportunities I made for myself that 2020 had nothing to do with except for that's the time I made those opportunities, such as this podcast. I don't credit that to 2020 whatsoever. I credit that to you and me, Ryan. And I'm not saying it's credited to the year, but it was in the year, so you might as well try to look at some positives. Well, 2020, and to give you all a glimpse of the roast that we're going to do next week, I'm just going to be straight up to you. 2020, you suck. You were, bar none, one of the worst years I have ever endured in my life. And I could very well die going, my life was great, except for 2020. I hope that historians find you so ugly, you're not written in a single history book. I hope that children forget what the number 20 is nonetheless 2020 and i hope that we can all put this behind us and not remember what 2020 
was. And in fact, give credit to all the good things of 2020 through 2019, just like I give credit to the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl to 2019. That's just what I do. However, this isn't my shout-out, Ryan. My shout-out is actually an important shout-out, all things considered. Um, You see, I'm from the area. I'm not from Nashville, but I'm in, in that region of the South, and I guess you could say somewhat locally, there there was a bombing in Nashville on Christmas Day. And so my shout-out goes to all the policemen that rushed into the scene to save as many lives as possible. And they have pretty much completely solved up that case. It's pretty much a wrap. And I just want to thank and shout-out to everyone who's involved in making sure that things uh can be recovered from that that this could be something that could be recovered from uh nashville in particular has gone through a lot uh tornadoes to start the year a bombing to end the year and a pandemic in between uh everyone's had a hard year in 2020 and this certainly isn't the way you want to end it but it certainly was a way that ended it and i'm glad that it's over and i just want to shout out to all the people that worked to save lives and save even businesses and parts of Nashville. I know I will not be forgetting that no matter what. So thank you. And with that, I think there's no better note to end this off on unless you have something else to add. I really don't. Uh, Thank you guys so much for listening. Well, I'm Ryan Paulser and that was my good friend, Wyatt Thurman. You listen to Two Dudes Podcast, Football Edition, and we hope to hear you again soon. Two Dudes out. Two Dudes out.